This is the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast. On today's episode, we talk hungry hippos and other bizarre hobbies of football's elite. We are asked to choose between Kane and Shearer in terms of who's most handsome. And we get scared by Nemanja Vidic and impressed by Tony Adams Organ. One, two, three, let's go. Welcome to episode 12 of season 2 of the Fantasy Football Hangover. Hello. I'm Will Nichols, and this week, back from a sex tourism conference in Amsterdam, it's the sexiest ginger on the airwaves since Newton Faulkner. Not my words, the words of Chicken and Egg magazine. It's Rich Clark. <laughs> what an intro. Thanks, Will. It's good to be back. Uh, the conference was great, by the way. Oh, that was my next yeah. question. How was the conference? Yeah, it was really, uh, really eye-opening. There's some extreme trends happening in suburban Amsterdam. Um, fascinating that's, stuff that's for the other podcast yes uh, so today's episode <laughs> is being recorded the day after England thumped Montenegro 7-0 at Wembley and we have a thumper of an episode for you all very nice uh, we'll be chatting to a tiny human hopefully to get their captaincy advice for game week 13 if that comes in yeah <laughs> clock sticking we'll be discussing footballers unusual hobbies and of course looking ahead to the return of the Premier League after the international bore but let's kick things off with six tips in 60 seconds. It's six in 60. Go. Rich, kick us off. Okay, so I'm looking at differentials. First up, Lise Mousset, 5 million, cheap enabler up front, 2.2% owned, and you get a pig in your team. He's got 28 points last four game weeks. Good fixtures. Second one, big curveball, even for me as a fan of this team, Mesut Ozil. Remember him. 7.2 million. Check this out. 0.7% ownership. Uh, Great fixtures. And last one, Jeffrey Williams, Newcastle, 4.6, 10 points last two games. Go, Will. Excellent. All right, I have kicked off with Sadio Mane away at Palace. Salah potentially out. Sadio to step up. Uh, Jamie Vardy I tipped him last week I'll tip him again no international football away at Brighton legend and finally Richarlison so on the back of a win against Southampton Richarlison is just about the only shining light in the Everton team and they have Norwich next so get him in right done that was swift 56 seconds maybe it's not you that's the delayer maybe it is Robert Mm, yeah maybe yeah we should say Rob's not here oh yeah Rob's not here Um, he is with Robbie Williams. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's and apparently, better company on a Friday night. Yeah. Charming. Believe it. If you First will. time we've ever done this on a Friday. It is. Feels different. Mm, feels different. A bit more edgy. Oh, yeah. Very edgy. A bit more dangerous. Yeah. I feel like Danny Baker and Chris Evans doing TGI Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I might slip in a naughty word. Yeah. Oh, Frequent. Frequent unique. What would Frank say? Yeah. You know what? We haven't heard from Frank in a while. Yeah, he's, he's busy. Busy being successful. How successful as well. I know. What brilliant. a model. Yeah, fantastic. So um, I saw you went for some pretty heavyweight tips. Yeah. I went all, the big, all the big boys, really. I, I went completely the other way. Yeah. <laughs> three, three players I'd probably never bring in. Yeah. But all good short-term picks, I think. Yeah. I think the fixtures... I, I mean, obviously, Jamie Vardy, look at all, Ever- um, all Leicester players. Uh, 10 of their next 12 matches, 
score oh. three or less in the fixture difficulty ratings. I think everyone should triple up on less than yeah. that. Yeah, just, all, all, just all of their next five uh, fixtures score only two on the difficulty rating. Wow, list. bang. If you don't know the difficulty rating, the fixture difficulty rating list, FDR, FDR. Well worth looking at. It's on the uh, official FPL page and it's yeah very easy to kind of understand. It's colour coded. Yeah, it's I mean, really easy. If you're colourblind, it might be harder to understand. <laughs> but no, they have they numbers. numbers in they have numbers. numbers. They have numbers. They've got everything, uh, apart from maybe for blind. Maybe there's a Braille edition. Yeah. So I was down at Wembley last night. How very nice. I know. I got treated to a box. I've never been to football in a box before. Uh, how did you uh, find it? It was great. I, well, I mean, it's an interesting experience. So I, I got in the queue for Club Wembley. It's all very red velvet and stuff. And stood behind me in the queue was Nemanja Vidic. Very nice. Ex-United player. He was on the phone. He is quite scary to look at. He always looks terrifying on TV. I imagine in real life he's probably about a foot taller than you he's imagine. huge and, and has a very broken nose and had his hood up and he was on his phone and he just looked like very intimidating. Terrifying. He, he looked, he makes me think, do you remember, have you ever seen Blade 2? Yeah, I will have done, but... He yeah. looks like one of the vampires whose face is kind of open up. Him and yeah. Martin Scurso, I always thought, could be cast in Blade 2. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. He... Yeah, terrifying looking man. That must be quite intimidating if you didn't realise. Uh, yeah, I mean, it must. that's what made him such a great great defender, I guess. And actually, he was a tremendous FPO asset. He, he was. He used to weigh with a fair few goals and they had kept a lot of clean sheets at that time. Yeah. And then just behind Vidic was James Beattie. Oh, not Completely such a great FPO asset. Completely opposite. Lovely looking man. Yeah. Lovely hair. Is he keeping well? He's yeah. Not, he's not ballooned. No. He, looks, he always looked like he'd go that No, way. he looked, tr- looked trim. Looks, looked good. Um, so queuing up, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to see so many players. I was literally <laughs> yeah. like, saw two straight away. So I was like, this is amazing. I didn't see anyone else for the whole evening. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we were, in, we were in a box and got a sort of slap up meal. We got two courses before the match. Very um, nice. And then went out to watch. What were the courses? Um, it was a duck starter and then a very overcooked steak was Ooh. the main, um, but delicious. Club Wembley, little note. Um, and then half time got given dessert and lots of red wine. Um, and then after the match, more red wine and little pork pies. It was it was lovely. It was a great treat and obviously 7 0. I mean, what a game. Yeah, incredible. Um, the first half was a joy to watch. I mean, Montenegro were truly Terrible. appalling. Like, one, it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from a uh, opposition. And I've followed a lot of League Two football over the years. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you? Were you sat thing. near Raheem Sterling? No, no. Could, well, I couldn't see him, but um, I did. He definitely didn't boo Joe Gomez. Yeah. Which, <laughs> like, I mean, we we all were just a bit disgusted by that. It's pretty, that was so unnecessary. Pretty unnecessary. It just yeah, just awful actually. Yeah, he's not done anything wrong. No, he's a nice guy as well, yeah. Joe Gomez. Yeah, ridiculous. So that was a that was a bit of a downer on the evening but um, otherwise minor blip otherwise lovely so thank you to the FA for those tickets yeah and actually it's worth saying to the Football Association we at Fantasy Football Hangover are um, very welcome recipients of any hospitality tickets you have absolutely for the future. yeah and so I never want to watch a match uh, with fewer <laughs> with fewer than seven goals that, that I don't have box Full tickets hospitality yeah so but yeah that's it now Oh, that, that, I once got uh, invited to the Diamond Club at um, Arsenal. So there's um, there's club level, and then there's Diamond Club, and then there's the director's box. Diamond Club is catered for by Raymond Blanc. Oh, nice. And uh, so you, you go for your... It is a carvery, which is a bit weird, but it is like a kind of very posh carvery. 
and you go and have your meal there. Um, Arson, Mrs. Wenger was there, uh, just across the room for us. Arson popped in, say hello. Nice. I tried to grab him, didn't get didn't get close enough. And then you get put out to your little seats, which is just above the club level, and you get your own blanket. Is that oh, kind? Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Really looks after. Yeah, yeah. And it is hard to go back down to row six. After yeah. That for the rest of yeah, the I got a nice cup of tea brought out to me at one point. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I've got this awful thing. I've probably mentioned it before, where I'm in row six at the Emirates. And if you're listening, Arsenal Football Club, which I'm sure you are, why did you build a stadium where the first 10 rows are exposed to the rain, but the rest of the stadium isn't? And why have I got a seat in row six? And is it the same cost? as that, like... It's the same cost as that whole lower tier section. Yeah. I just I got six because it was what was left when I right. got there. Um, and then you a few people around there. And I love it. I love the people. But when it rains, you get absolutely drenched. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. And then the, every row behind you is Yeah, they're much all like, mm, in luxury. Yeah. Padded, nice padded seats. Yeah, heated seats. Yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Heated seats. Actually, listeners, if you can think of any uh, bijou improvements to football grounds, <laughs> let us know. Maybe heated tiles in the toilets. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, maybe a robe <laughs> on entry. <laughs> Things anyway, yeah, pipe and slippers, yeah, that would be nice. Um, so as a result of me going to England, I was doing a lot of research into England's 1000th game, and I've got a little quiz for you. Uh oh, and for the listeners at home, it's multiple choice, so okay. that makes it easier. Yeah, it's fine, and it's only three questions, so I'll wow. kick us off. So, how many players have scored hat tricks for England? A 96, B 83. Or C sixty seven, so wow. ninety six, eighty three, or sixty seven. Of course, Harry Kane scored a hat trick last night. He did. I thought when you said ninety six, that sounded outrageously high. Okay, uh, which made me think there was going to be an option of around thirty, <laughs> which hasn't come up. So I'm going to go sixty seven. It's eighty three. Ah, eighty three different yeah. players. Bad start. Bad start. Um, Always go middle on that. Let's, let's see how you get on with this. Which side have had the most England players? So, is it Tottenham? Is it Liverpool? Or is it Manchester United? Manchester United. I'm afraid it's Spurs. Oh, 78 players. Crikey. Represented them. That's that team in the 60s that won that league. Yeah, and, rec- and recent recent teams have had quite a few, yeah, haven't they? They've been average England team. Uh, and final question. Who are the highest ranked league team to have never had a player represent England? Oh, that is a great question. So That is a great question. I is mean, it... it's multiple choice, but you oh, can yeah, have, sorry. have oh, a guess, yeah, yeah, have no, a guess no, before. Uh, I'm trying to think of like newly promoted teams who've come up in recent times. Like, oh, I don't know. I'll take the multiple choice. Okay. Hull, Brighton or Brentford? Oh, okay. I feel like Brentford might have a heritage. Bobby Moore played for them once before West Ham. Brighton. Who was the other one? Hull. Hull. Uh, so if Harry Maguire's been capped since leaving, that doesn't count. No, no, yeah, yeah, so it has to be a current club. player. Yeah. Was Jimmy Bullard at Hull when he was called up and didn't get capped? Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Hull then. Correct. Yes. Oh, you read that that article about Jimmy Bullard then. Yeah, week, in the Athletic. Yeah. 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 So you did get one right. Hurrah! Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's a good quiz. Yeah, it's good. There were loads. There were loads. Of, I was I was on the BBC and looking at all the stats, and there were lots. But those those leapt those out three. to me. Yeah, I liked that that last question. That was good. 
I might have said the Blades have had someone over the years. Oh, like Sheffield United were a big were team. A big a team. Time, yeah, 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 yeah. And even in probably recent years, like maybe maybe when Jagielka was first there, yeah, possibly. he might have been in the England side then. And, um, yeah, I can't think of who else. Picks, picks, Brian picks. Dean probably he, did he ever play for England Brian when he Dean. was at United? I have no know, idea. Before he before he fell out with Neil Perini on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Don't mention his name, Brian might be listening. Don't mention the guns. <laughs> He's polishing his pistols, Pazza. This week's Best of Worst of is inspired by, I don't know if you saw in the news, Rod Stewart has a very interesting hobby. He was in Model Railway magazine uh, talking about his amazing Model Railway. Have you seen photos? I see. It's incredible, but leading to accusations that he didn't actually make it. I know. He said that he did 90% of it, but he didn't do the electrics because he's not very good. But honestly, seek it out. We'll post it online because it's it's, amazing. I'm not into model railways, but if I was, that would be the one. Hasn't he been working on it for like 20 years? Something or longer. Yeah, yeah, it's very impressive. So it's and it's got whole sounds, a whole soundscape when it goes through the city. It's all bustling, and then when it goes into the countryside, it's all peaceful. And he's he's hand painted all of it as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he used to sort of do it on tour and. When he had a quiet moment didn't in he say, hotel rooms. Yeah, didn't he say he used to get an extra hotel room? Yeah, yeah, to put so it he in? could, yeah. So gone are the, the demands on the rider for the blue M&Ms. It's the uh, additional whole, additional hotel room Yeah, for the model railway. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. What a great hobby. Oh, yeah. Very impressive. So, inspired by that, I have decided to look into the best and worst Hobbies, footballers' hobbies. Rod Stewart, of course, was a, he's a, a keen football fan, so that it's kind yeah. of linked. Absolutely, he's a big Celtic fan, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He he uh, has a full size p- football pitch in his garden, which has caused issues because it's floodlit, and the neighbours don't appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I my my sort of worst of I think, although it is actually it is actually brilliant, is um, I'm, I'm going to definitely not be able to pronounce this correctly, but. Axel Twanzebe. Very easy for you to say. Um, Axel Twanzebe. So he is that the hobby or the player? Uh, that's, <laughs> that is the player. So United. Is he still at United? I have no idea. Yeah. Is he a youngster? Yeah, I guess so. Must be. Don't Must know. be. Um, he became a world record holder on Manchester United's pre-season tour to the USA in July 2018, and. What is amazing is what he became world record holder for. It is um, clearing a game of hungry, hungry hippos in the fastest time. <laughs> amazing. So hungry hippos being a very infuriating game. I sort of always hated it as a kid. Have you? Have your boys? Whack, whack, have, your whack, bo- whack. have your boys got it? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 You just have to, right you have to have to whack a hippo to make it open its mouth and catch all the balls. I don't. Do I need to explain hungry no, hippos? No, I don't think you do. But. Um, has anyone owned a Hungry Hippo set where at least one hippo hasn't broken from hitting it to Yeah, hard? I mean... always happens. It's... I, I never liked it. But anyway, he cleared a game of Hungry Hippos in a time of 17.36 seconds. 
um, and yeah, got in the Guinness World Records. Uh, so they basically actually did it as a the entire team played, and it was all part of a big stunt with the Guinness World Records. Um, and turns out he's really good at hungry hippos. So I'm not sure if we can call this a hobby. I was um, thinking about it, and I feel like is yeah. he really at home practicing hungry hippos, or has he just, or has he just done it well on the day? Yeah, probably has. Although mm. you don't know to get to that kind of speed, maybe he is practicing yeah. at home. Yeah. That is such a dream of, particularly I think our generation to be in the Guinness World Record book. Yeah, that is amazing. Be good, wouldn't it? What would you What would you do? No, I think I'm a bit late for the piercings and the tattoos. Yeah, um, growing your nails. Can you still sit in a bath of beans? Is that one? I, I don't really like. I don't like the idea of doing the extreme challenge, as no. in walking the Sierra Nevada desert in a record time. More something that no one's ever thought was a record. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like, like a, walking a mile with fifty books on your head or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, holding your breath whilst yeah. humming a Katy Perry song. Yeah, for the longest. But, time. I mean, beating. Hungry Hippos 17.36 <laughs> Maybe that. we should try and do that Do you know what We could have a little For our Christmas episodes Maybe we could do that Yeah let's get Hungry Hippos Yeah okay Let's do that That's um, so good I, I, It got me thinking I wonder if other footballers Hold world records Not for football Yeah so I might Good do question some, I might do some Good question um, What did you come up with Rich? Well a lot of it um, And this this relates back To the uh, episode Last week With Keen uh, Pierce Shaw a lot of it's musical. Yep. So obviously, you talked a little bit about his favourite band, uh, yeah. he, oh, a band put together of footballers. Yes. For which he likes the uh, the big head, yeah, the characters, David Luiz and yeah. Matteo Ganduzzi. So it's more aesthetic. He did yes. have Peter Cech on drums. on drums. Of course, he's a, well, I don't know if he's accomplished per se, but he's released a record, hasn't he, as a drummer. Yeah. So that's good. But there are some other footballers that have dabbled in the art of music. Did you know? So I've got a pianist, I have a trumpeter, Congrats. I have a rapper, a DJ, and a guitarist and drummer, but both of whom were mentioned last week. Okay, sounds like a good band. So Paul McGregor on guitar, great, obviously, good lad. Petr Cech on drums, yeah, obviously. Did you know Geikskur Mendieta was a DJ? No, I didn't. Although I did get told something about this the other week about Mendieta. DJing, but not, I, yeah. So as recently as Saturday the 19th of October, he was in trendy East London, playing as a special guest at the Scared to Dance Night at the Shacklewell Arms in Amazing. Dalston. Amazing, right? Uh, and he's also played Benicassim Festival. Wow. So I think that is a bona fide hobby. It's a hobby. Um, I mean, it's almost a profession. Yeah, but then he's also, I, I did a little bit of Facebook stalking of him. He's qualified to be a coach and representing La Liga okay. at official level. So, yeah, hobby. so I think it's a bit of a part-time. Did you know, and I felt, like I read this one, and I felt like I should have known it, but I never knew it. Did you know Clint Dempsey is an accomplished rapper? I When we did our best and worst music by footballers, it was in it was in my searches. I, I did listen it. to one of the tracks. He, um, I say accomplished, he's not amazing, but... He can uh, string some words together. Yeah, quickly. ahead of the um, 2006 World Cup, he released a track called Don't Tread with uh, Houston rappers Big Hawk and XO because he's from he's from the South of America. Yeah. I didn't realise how drawl-ridden oh, his yeah. accent is yeah. until doing a bit of research on this. But yeah, it was an official night track um, and he also performed live at the launch of FIFA 2015. 
Spin bars. That's good. So we'll he was a bit of an FPL legend, actually. Oh, he was so good. Yeah. Fulham, particularly. Yeah. Amazing. Long assists. Yeah, and free, cheap. Feel like he was on free kicks. Probably. And he got a lot of headers. Yeah. For a small player. Yeah. That being too cliched. Um, Nobby Solano. Yes. He's an accomplished trumpeter. Oh, yes. Lovely. Of course he is. So he. Uh, he has been playing trumpet since a very young age. Um, he said he used to phone. I feel up. like that's quite a Peruvian thing. Yeah, he's. he's they quite, like their wind instruments. He's and brass. quite into his jazz and samba. He said, yeah. um, and he once phoned up Bobby Robson just to play trumpet down the phone. Bobby and Nobby. Bobby and Nobby. And uh, there was a thing with Jermaine Jenner saying he used to room with Nobby Solano and was once woken up at midnight uh, before a game by to, the trumpet to the sound of Nobby Solano. Practicing his trumpet, if wow. that doesn't sound uh, too offbeat. Yeah, you sure that's what he was doing? Yeah. Um, and the last one, maybe the most unlikely, the budding pianist was none other than Tony Adams. Oh wow! Okay. So this came this came about when after he uh, seems like the sort of earnest thing he'd do. Well, it was after he crashed into a brick wall while under the influence of alcohol yeah. and spent some time in jail yeah. and then decided to dry out basically yeah. so he um, he told he said, well Ray, Ray Parler tells this funny story uh, in his autobiography which is excellent uh, Ron for Pele um, but basically that Tony came to him and said I, I'm learning the piano um, I am going to learn the piano to a certain point and then I'm going to play you a song so Ray's sort of going okay fine well fair enough and he said, I'm going to do it in like 16 weeks or something. So a long old time. So, and he comes to Ray Parler, that period of time later, just before they, get, they play Man City, they're all staying in a hotel in Manchester and says, right, Ray, nine o'clock tonight. And he's brought his piano to Manchester, his uh, keyboard rather. Um, I'm going to play you the song I've been practicing. And this is all built up with the team through the process. So there's all kinds of sweepstakes on what it's going to be. And Ray yeah. Parler says they were playing a... I guess this is an indictment of the days. They were playing hands of poker at the time, and he had an amazing hand, which he forewent because right because uh, Tony Adams was the captain, and he had to go up to the hotel room and listen to the listen song. To him Just play. Ray Parler. So he said he gets up there. That's weird. He's got, he's got the uh, keyboard set up, and he's sitting back, going kind of wondering what it's going to be. And Tony's like, "Are you ready, Ray? Are you ready?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm ready." And do you know what the song was? No. She'll coming. be coming round the mountain. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's taken him 16 weeks to master She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain. I can't even think how that would be going on piano. Yeah, it feels like it's easy. Yeah, that's it. That feels easy It's not far from actually the day, actually, when you hum it out like that. Yeah. Maybe that was next. Yeah, probably. Maybe he tried to learn Match of the Day, and then he was like, actually, this sounds like She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain. So that was his hobby for that period. The conclusion from Ray Parler was they should try and get back on the booze as quick as possible um, yeah so that is the all star band that I came across brilliant do you have any others Will? I did I've got a couple more chickens 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 uh, so I, I mentioned at the top of the show that Chicken and Egg magazine once called you the sexiest ginger yeah, since it's a great Newsom publication um, official well, media partner of the fancy football <laughs> hangover yes well did you know that Joe Allen of once of Liverpool fame, now of Swansea. Is he still at Swansea? Let's say he's yeah, at Swansea. Swansea. Uh, he appeared on the cover of Chicken and Egg magazine. No. Because him and his wife save hens. Do they really? Yeah. Is this so, in rural Wales? It, probably, yeah. So at the time, which I, I was when he was at Liverpool, so a few seasons ago, 
Uh, he revealed he owns chickens called I'll, I'll list them all out <laughs> Bruce Rodney Meg Leg Silky Steve Kate Silky Steve Jr <laughs> Giblets Snowy Nugget Kiev <laughs> Really? Dora Holly Shimmer Shine and Chickaletta That's amazing That is absolutely amazing I mean, Chiblet and Nugget. It sort of sounds like <laughs> nicknames that footballers in the sixties would have, doesn't it? Like, yeah. oh, look at Silky Steve coming down the wing. He's passed it to uh, Dora. There's <laughs> Nugget. <laughs> yeah, Snowy. So Snowy went grey at a very early age. Yeah. You know, Giblet. 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 Uh, Silky Steve Junior. I'm into as well. I like yeah, that. that is good. Isn't um, it? So yeah, I mean, uh, who knew? Joe, Joe Allen. Allen yeah what a hero so check out Chicken and Egg magazine it's, um, it's amazing yeah do you want to I've got online here uh, the latest edition of Chicken and Egg magazine do you want to hear just a couple of the uh, amazing features yes. in, in this month's edition um, those pesky boys Martin Gurdon tells the hilarious tale of de- dealing with rampant cockerels <laughs> <laughs> Avian flu. We talked to one supporter whose flock suffered the unimaginable. Wow. Eggy news. Pullet eggs. Poaching in the microwave. And the latest golden egg competition. And then you can also take part in competitions to get your hands on items such as the chicken guard self-locking automatic door opener. And then read about how our feather friends are helping improve mental health in the West Midlands. There you go. Just a few of the features. I'm surprised they've never done a feature on John Joe F- John Joe Shelby, considering he looks like an egg. <laughs> he does. Yeah, him, Jelly Caviali, and uh, Bob Workman. Yeah. Well, what goes well with chicken and eggs? Wine, of course. Of course. And our beautifully coiffured uh, Italian footballer Andrea Pirlo. Oh, what a has beard! A lovely hobby, which is wine. Is it oiling his beard? It's wine making. Oh, nice. So. The, did he win the World Cup twice? No, maybe once. Uh, he owns his own vineyard located in Lombardy. Very nice. Um, which he inherited from his family. Uh, the, the wine company is called Pratum Colla. I'm sure it sounds better in an Italian accent. Uh, and yeah, so he inherited that and now he looks after it. So, I mean, yeah, fantastic. I sort of think, think we should look into getting a bottle. Basically. Absolutely, yeah. Let's get a bottle on the show. And yeah. So if anyone's tried PLO's wine, um, let us know how it tastes. I bet it's amazing. Yeah. He, pro- I mean, they've probably got multiple types of wine. Yeah. Good point. Um, good so point. Maybe different uh, colours. If it's a whole vineyard, then yeah. Go on, Andrew Pillow. What a beautiful, wonderful man he is. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, another one that kept coming up in my research was that Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo really likes. Oh. Bingo. I saw that. And he learned English. Nonsense. He says he learned English by playing bingo. I mean, is all of his. When you hear him interviewed, does he mention two <laughs> fat ladies? Yeah, yeah. 44. Yeah. 88. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, I don't buy into it. Did you see Theo Walcott is a children's novelist? I did. As well? Yeah, that kept coming up. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's not a hobby, isn't it's, it? It's no. And then video games. Yeah, again, that's like, like, come on. Well, that's the pastime at yeah, best. Exactly, yeah. Honour and a bleeding privilege. Right, Scotty Carson here, how are you all? I have to say, I'm getting a bit fed up with this lark. Manchester City's number one goalkeeper, bravo, they said. Bravo, aren't you doing well, lad? 
I'm not Bravo, am I? Some other foreign chap gets to play and go and let in a load of goals against Merseyside. Who does this Pepe... Pepe... The manager that Gaffer think he is, eh? Anyway, getting a bit fed up with this. Luckily, I've got my old mate Raheem to keep me company. We're off swimming in a bit. Gonna see who can hold their breath underwater for longest. <laughs> so it's not all bad. Honour and a bleeding privilege. See you soon, lads. Au revoir. That's French. Running a bit down. He does, doesn't he? I'm a bit worried about him. Yeah, it's tough. But at least he has got Raheem. Yeah, that's nice. Keep him company. It's good they go for a little swim together. Yeah, as it's well. cute. Yeah, it's cute. Well, nice, it's a nice little pastime. Bit of training, I guess. Yeah. Pretty good for their lungs to, t- to swim underwater, hold their breath. Yeah, it's a sad, sad state of affairs, really, for Scotty, because he looked like he was going to be in for a period. I know, he's got to be praying that, that Bravo gets gets taken out. Yeah, maybe he's arranging it. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, he's a conniving character. Yeah. But anyway, Scotty, we're thinking of you. Thanks for sending us your vlog again. It's always good to, good to check in. Touch base. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Right, so correspondence. We have had a little message from FPL Lad, who you may remember gave some top advice a few weeks ago. Uh, So he has asked, uh, he knows us very well. Uh, so he said Kane surpassed Shearer's England goal tally last night I was there I know I know, yeah. I know lad uh, <laughs> pretty much the, got the assist but didn't you? who is better looking Discuss. oh wow well no brainer isn't it I mean it pains me to say it but it's Harry Kane and his magic chin do you think yeah. I actually I actually think uh, Shearer is a bit better looking no surely not yeah even in his pomp he was a fairly repulsive looking I think he's repulsive I think he's. I don't know. I prefer him, but maybe that's because because uh, my yeah. wife is so obsessed with Harry Kane that I'm a bit like. I mean, Harry Kane. I've always thought it bizarre that people find him attractive, but he has grown into his look. He's definitely grown into his looks. His his facial hair helps, I think. Yeah, it kind of yeah attracts chin, attention away from the chin. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah, it hides hides multiple of chins. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's it's just that one hand in the air celebration. Just yeah, I, I always feel a little bit uncomfortable looking at Alan Shearer's face okay so we're divided we're divided it's one each we needed Rob here to really yeah maybe maybe Rob can yeah can, let can us know put out the casting vote on the socials we'll ask him we'll ask him on the next episode um, speaking of the next episode we are going to need help um, in a couple of episodes time for one of our friends uh, who is currently bottom of the uh, All-Star League, our Celebrity League, Mr. Chris Skull, one of the co-hosts on Quickly Kevin, Good uh, man. the Josh Willikin podcast, which is all, which is back now, the yeah. Nazis Football Podcast. Well, I, I haven't listened yet. Um, it's good, I've been listening. There's a, a, a rather wonderful story uh, that was sent in by a listener uh, who claims to have met Paul Merson's brother, um, <laughs> who was, of course, around... Um, he was brought up to yeah has a brilliant championship manager story which I won't bore for you but listen oh, to that great. but yeah Chris Gull has been bottom of our all-star league all Since season week one yeah. um, he has not changed his team at all and he claims to know nothing about fantasy football and he doesn't really know what he's doing he is going to be coming on the show on uh, in a couple of weeks time at the end of the month 
and has asked for our listeners' help on his team. We will post the team, but I've got it here in front of me. Um, I mean, it really is appalling. So <laughs> he's, I mean, it's just, he's in a bad shape because he's got Edison in goal. So obviously that's not going well. Yeah. Uh, he's got Jack Wilshire, bizarre, which is but... strange. Um, he's got Pedro, who hasn't really been playing. His front line is Glenn Murray, who he has captained every, <laughs> every week, week. <laughs> and Harry Kane. So I mean, that's not too bad. He's got Van Dyke, so that's all right. Yeah. Uh, Sterling, De Bruyne. Um, but then he's got Diop, Lindelof, and Tarkowski. Who said Tarkowski? He's who, who, who got twelve points last week. So Highest scoring. Uh, we'll post his week. team. He's obviously got all his chips. He's got his wild card, so it's fresh, fresh start for him in December. Nice so he's going to yeah. come on the show at the end of the month, and we will help sort his team out on the show. Uh, so stay tuned for that in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we'll post his team, so please lend a hand on that. Uh, Rich, what have you got? Well, I had a, a letter in from a, an avid listener, uh, Mr. Sam Briggs of Crouch. A letter posted. Yep, yep, yep. Signed and sealed with a wax stamp. Mm. Um, Mr. Sam Briggs is the executive director of Crouch Potato FC. And this is what he wrote Dear Fantasy Football Hangover, fan of the podcast and erstwhile manager of Dire Hard, Dire Hard 2, Dire Hard with a Vengeance, and a Good Day to Dire Hard. With the decline of our mascot and namesake, Eric Dyer, I've recently taken up the reins of budding club Crouch Potato, and it's been a decent, if not outstanding, first couple of months here. The canteen is decent, the parking space is close to the office, and the chairman replies to at least 70% of my emails. Investment in the academy has paid dividends this year with those lads from Chelsea. We jumped on the Leicester train in Peterborough, and that Lundy's lad's been the best player who's never played a game in defence in his life to be classed as a defender, even if the Owls were always own Sheffield. I think, he's a, I think he's a Wednesday fan. Right, okay. Uh, my problem for you is about a troublesome Belgian, KDB. One attacking return since game week seven. Yeah. Falling in value and City's fixtures are about to take a turn for the worse. Taking him out gives me uh, TAA, Trent Alexander-Arnold. But only if I jump on the Pulisic bandwagon or invest in Anthony Hot-and-Cold Marshall. Having bought the best player in the league on his day for under £10 million, I'm loath to let him go, particularly when it feels like City could always have the potential to bang in five. I've got Sterling as cover, but I am about to risk my entire season by not having Mane going into the next few weeks. I've been unable to revel in the tranquil of the international break for worry, so any spiritual guidance would be humbly appreciated. Do I throw in the ring? Do I throw it? Do I throw in the ring into the fires of Mordor when I know the power it contains? So do I, does he get rid of KDB? Yeah. I've got KDB. Have you got him? I've got him. It's a really good question. It's a really good question. Because I've got Salah, and since week one, I've been thinking, shall I swap him for Mane? I've had Mane for most of the season. And I'm thinking now, because I'm probably going to wildcard. Okay. Maybe not this week, maybe next. Um, and bring in Salah and Mane. Well, wow, okay, double up for these because they've got like the next five are amazing for Liverpool. So my theory on KDB, I was thinking about this morning, is stick because City often, after a defeat, so far this season they have bounced back with a good win, a comeback strong. So my theory is that they will come back strong against Chelsea. It's going to be a tough match for them. <sighs> so risky, but yeah, is it risky though? It, I would say riskier to get rid of him that's a risk well it depends who you bring in yeah true if, if he hasn't got Mane and he wants to bring in Mane I, I, think, I, mean, I think that's what he's saying yeah I would say that's a really good shout 
Um, but equally, oh, no, he, he, said, saying, he, saying, he, he said, said Pulisic, Pulisic isn't he? For, I, but I wouldn't do that this week. Because yeah, you, you, good point. You, you bring in Pulisic for KDB and then you guarantee KDB's going to score. And yeah, Pulisic's City are at home, aren't they? So, so just leave it for this week. Save a transfer if you've got that option. He's probably saved it. It sounds like he's saved it. But, yeah. I mean, I would try and get in Trent at some point, for sure. Definitely. He is a Guinness World Record holder, Trent Alexander, for most really? assists last season. Oh, But wow. that is a football record, so... Yeah, that doesn't count. He needs yeah. to um, juggle eggs or something. Yeah, I think it's like most most assists by a defender. I mean, as if that's a world record. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and Yeah, that's what happens a hard one. I know. And yeah. surely there's someone in, like, 1932 who scored 100 assists from... Well, yeah, back. it's probably like some stupid Premier League era. Yeah, exactly. Football began before 1992, you know. Bah. So, we're saying hold. We're saying hold. Or we'll say hold on KDB. I am not sure, because I'm currently in the same good turmoil. Advice. Good advice, saying. Rich. Yeah, yeah. I'm in that same turmoil myself. I am probably going to hold him this week, because I think I'm going to wildcard next week, and I need to do a lot of shuffling to free up money to switch around. So I will probably hold KDB this week and get him out next week. Yeah. Okay, so hold. We're both saying hold. hold. Don't, hold. Know, don't know what Rob would have said, but let's say hold. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have. You're feeling relaxed. Your wife, not fiancé, is asleep. What will you do at this time, 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 time? Dream time. In Rob's absence, um, we well, I haven't actually asked you about this before, no, but um, I thought it would be good to check in and see how Dreamtime was this week. So maybe, it, it's, it was an interesting one. So I watched uh, an entire series of Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse gone fishing. Oh, wow. So the entire second <laughs> series of that. How many episodes is that? It's six episodes. So, so six, that's... Uh, six times 45. Three hours. No, half an hour. Okay. So is that three hours? Yeah, yeah three hours. Uh, so the three hours of that. Um, of course, I watched the EastEnders because that is always, always the way. I also... What else did I watch? Oh, Derry Girls. Probably like three or four episodes of the second series of Derry Girls. Wow, so it was a fairly substantial. Yeah, I also week. did. Pro- I think I probably did like two loads of washing. Um, I like tidied up the flat. Any Mario Kart? Yeah, always Mario Kart yeah. within this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I will be buying a new Pokemon game as soon as I get home tonight because <laughs> there's some good dream time this weekend. On Sunday, Natalie, my wife, my wife is. My wife. Uh, working on Sunday Brunch the popular TV programme she oh, has yeah. one of her artists that she works on Tones and I oh yes popular Australian person number um, one they're performing and doing Sunday Brunch so so will she come back because the call time's very early isn't it like 6am yeah so actually often she'll come back and then have a nap uh, so okay. I like literally oh gosh, Sunday you're... could be a whole whole dream day wow you can cook the roast and eat the roast and last weekend she did Soccer AM with the Snuts so people who watched Soccer AM they would have seen the Snuts um, uh, who are a great Glaswegian band and afterwards Natalie my wife who knows nothing about football doesn't like football got to go to the pub with Jimmy Bullard (gasps) no wow so her Jimmy Bullard and the Snuts went to the pub 
But you never guess what else happened last weekend. David Seaman was on Soccer AM with the Snarts. And for long-term listeners of the show, they will know that Natalie, growing up, knowing nothing about football, not even liking football, for some reason, had a poster of David <laughs> Seaman on her wall. So this is pretty it's, ponytail it's, as well. Yeah, I was desperate for her to either get him to do a message for the podcast oh, or for her to get a photo with him, but she was too scared. Ah, oh, Mrs. Nicholl, well, it's quite intimidating when one of your heroes is sat in It is, room. especially when she fancies him so much. Ah, oh, um, but what a lovely man. Like, he seems to be the warmest human being on the planet. such a deep voice. He's got like, the <laughs> deepest voice of any human. Wonderful laugh as well. Yeah, so, so that's Dreamtime. So Dreamtime, for those who don't know, is the time I get uh, on Saturday and Sunday mornings whilst my wife is having a nap where I can do whatever I want and it tends to be watching TV um, I think as I said during my wedding speech that I think I'd worked out that I'd watched 100 films and Amazing. around 300 hours of TV in the space of just over a year of dream time so it's yeah I mean it's an amazing time of life and Rob, Rob and I are pretty obsessed by this Rob and I are both fathers of two children who both wake up at around 6am so Dreamtime has been absent from my life for a decade and, and Rob's for, for not much less so we're insanely jealous of Will's Dreamtime I'm milking it I'm milking yeah. it for as long as I can so we should look at our T our uh, leagues yes so yes. the regular league um, we, we actually we actually had a message from Simon Battersby uh, who is fifth in our regular league who was very confused as to why he wasn't being mentioned in the Celebrity, in the celebrity League well um, Simon Battersby we don't know who you are uh, if you're famous or not so you're not in our All-Star League but you are fifth in our regular Punters League yeah which makes you pretty much a celebrity yeah. in that context 716 points Simon so you're doing very well um, I think I'm trying to find the rest of the league uh, yeah that would that would put you in the celebrity league that would put you in third place just third if place. you to know that no one can catch the Whitehalls they're a phenomenon yes but yeah sorry the Whitehalls are doing very well but in our regular league um, Auden Björk who uh, has his team the Auden's Reds are currently top with 727 points new leader yeah new leader followed closely by Gregor's Cloggers managed by Greg Hensman uh, who is on 725 I honestly honestly thought Joffa and the Magic Mushrooms would be top to the end of the season yeah they've slipped Jeez. down there in 7th yeah just above uh, you and just below Rob uh, I am not in the top 10 Rob also worth mentioning that Ben Lowe who this is his first ever fantasy football season <laughs> is fourth from bottom with 459 points he will be coming on the podcast at some point soon so we can talk to him about that yeah he uh, in our celebrity league not much has changed in the top five Rob Clark overtook Rich Clark Ooh. so uh, into third Rob goes I have climbed up to sixth above Woody from Bastille who's been on the show of course from the manor is breathing down my neck so heavily I can feel it everywhere I go indeed and then Barney Whitehall uh, with his brother Jack Whitehall Salt and Pepe are still top on 755 points with Kelly Summers a mere 23 points behind on 732 uh, as we mentioned of course Chris Skull still very much bottom uh, he is now 109 points behind Ashley from Raksu. So Who seems to have stopped playing. Has he? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He seems to be scoring like 20 a week. 
Mm, yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. So yeah, uh, you can follow those leagues. We'll send the links around, and you can keep an keep an eye on those. Yeah, absolutely. So game week thirteen. What are you thinking? Well, as I, as I mentioned, I'm debating still whether to wildcard this week or next. I've okay. got serious problems in my team now, having been a team that I felt was quite strong. I have uh, Schmeichel in goal, which I love, but I want to maintain a triple Leicester, and that I've got Chilwell and Vardy, and I feel like I should have Madison or Tielemans, uh, which would mean sacrificing Schmeichel. I've got Hudson Odoi, who seems to have been displaced by Pulisic. I've got Campwell, who's rubbish. I've got Abamyang. Uh, Abamyang is an amazing player in a terrible team at the moment. Uh, but that said terrible team is at home to Southampton. An even worse team. Exactly. So I feel like hold one more week, and that's why I might hold my wild card. I need to get rid of Kelly because he stopped playing. Yeah. Den Donker, I need to upgrade. So there's major surgery. I mean, this week, well, the next few weeks are about tripling up on Liverpool and. Um, Leicester really yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's half your team um, yeah I, I played I took a four point hit um, week oh, four you, which has served you so well served me so well so I brought in Pulisic Tillemans and Jimenez and oh, such a great time to bring scored. them in I think I got I think six of my players scored goals in, in uh, that's last amazing. week that's amazing that front line of Jimenez Vardy and Abraham Vaj as they're calling it is that right oh god Vardy Abraham uh, Jimenez of course yeah. I'm going Jav. Yeah, Jav. Arch. But that looks really potent, doesn't it? And yeah. Rob is not here, but for regular listeners, you will know Rob is a devote fan of Raul Jimenez. Yes. Um, yeah, follows him everywhere he goes. Yeah, it works well for me. And I mean, when I played my wildcard a few weeks ago, I was in dire straits and I've gone, I think I've gone up a million places since then. That's pretty impressive. In the space of about five weeks. Oh, maybe I should go this week. It's a good thing to do. It really, really refreshed me because I was I was having a bad time and I'm now back in the top three hundred thousand and I feel I feel buzzing. You feel like you got the win yeah. themselves. I'm the opposite. I've started great and I've sort of plateaued for want of a better word for mm-hmm. the last few weeks and I just need need to freshen up. I need to take the guys away to a warm weather training camp in Dubai or something. Yeah. Yeah. Get everyone motivated again. For my captain this week. Toddler Captain Tips, where are we at? Last week we had young Everly who had to choose between Madison and Raul Jimenez. And she didn't like the look of Raul Jimenez, did she? No, she very much chose James Madison because he looks like a kid's TV presenter. He's very affable and friendly and handsome. Yeah, you can see him being a line drawing and animated. Yeah. Everyone loving him. Yeah. Um, So when he can grow a proper beard, that might change, right? Yeah, bless him. Uh, so she chose James, James Madison both of them for followers of Fantasy Football scored nine points each another draw another draw what so, is going on as you said to me earlier you don't think that we had a single draw last season I, I can't remember one. we've had three already this, this season so it means that 
it, the scores go up one apiece, but uh, it's nine six to the kids. Wow, that yeah. Well, the kids are in charge. Yeah, three three points ahead, doing very well. Yeah, it's, I mean that is you. She's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah having picked someone who's returned nine points, not to to win out. Yeah, so unlucky, Evers. Um, yeah. but thank you. So, just about time for us to uh, talk about beer. Yes. Did you have a favourite from this week? We actually drank the same, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Look at that. Which is, uh, yeah, duality. This um, uh, this Deviant and Dandy Pale Ale Trust, which is a rather delicious can. I, you really like this. It tastes quite like gunpowder or tea. <laughs> it's got quite like... <laughs> you get gunpowder from it. Yeah, have you ever had that like gunpowder tea or whatever it is, where it's like really smoke, like really smoky? Right. So it tastes really smoky. Yeah, I I really liked it. Were you more into the Santo? Yeah, so I was more into the Santo dry hop lager, Siren. Who we've we've definitely had Siren beer before. We have. Um, really, really delicious. Um, I got so I bought the Deviant and Dandy, which you liked, and that is from. Um, we're based here in Kings Cross, and uh, it's from a little. Um, little sort of shop called Sourced which is within St. Pancras Station well worth a trip if you're ever going anywhere yeah sort of a really farmer's nice, market style yeah, deli stuff. type stuff yeah um, and we we got some vegan uh, <laughs> vegan jerky <laughs> vegan jerky because Rich is a vegetarian so I once did buy proper jerky for the podcast forgetting that and so I felt bad about it so I bought some vegan jerky which is weirdly quite nice but also quite disgusting at the same time yeah the texture is sort of quite addictive yeah texture feels very realistic taste is nice and um, it, but it but has a very weird cumulative chilli effect yeah the more you chew it the kind of hotter it tends to get and it, it definitely goes with bitter yes it does so yeah definitely check that, that place out and I also bought some bacon tomato crisps which we haven't tucked into yet yeah listeners this is, this is fascinating but we're going to probably eat them all after this yeah Wild. So we should we should split the decision on the uh, beer of the week. Yeah. So we'll two, have two beers. Two beers of the week: the Santo Dry Hop Lager By and Siren. the Deviant and Dandy Trust Pale Ale. Which really leaves us only to say thank you so much for listening. Indeed. I think we might have Rob back next week. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Three of us haven't done one for a while. So Unless nice. he gets abducted by Robbie. Which yeah. Could happen. Um, Forced to go on tour. Yeah. As some sort of concubine on a minibus. Yeah, and then Chris Gull coming on very soon. So, yeah, which will be um, great. Yeah, we'll, we'll post his team and you can uh, hopefully help him out. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Please um, rate and review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get...